0: 22nd, Sunday morning, hope all things are well with you, it is a snowy, frosty Sunday morning, excuse me, um, it's, it's just, it is, we are fully in January, my least favorite month, uh. There's just no sunshine. Uh, getting ready for a sort of busy day. I'm gonna go run the live stream at my wife's church where she's the lead pastor. I'm going to um, practice some music this afternoon. As got a little open mic night coming next Saturday. Uh, probably need to pick up some groceries. Etc. Etc. Busy. Busy. You know, life stuff. Uh, This coming week, I've got some interesting things going on. I have some. I officially got hired uh, in my new position, so I have some trainings to do this coming week before I actually begin teaching. So, uh, just a lot going on. Very excited. A little nervous. You know how life works. But uh, let's let's get to our topic here. So, you know, for almost two years now, almost two years, I have, and and longer if you count the earlier podcasts, I have been telling you, explaining to you, trying to unpack for you, for all of us, uh, the idea that the reason. Uh, the world's so messed up. The reason we can't find personal satisfaction or collective satisfaction or resolution or et etc et etc is because we live out of a false sense of self both individually and collectively uh, you know that 's as boiled down as i can as I can make it uh, i'm convinced it's the truth i'm convinced it's why We never really resolve anything, really. Uh, And if we do resolve it, it's because we have discovered authenticity, who we truly are, and we have applied those aspects of authenticity to how we live, being loving, uh, being kind, being giving, with proper boundaries and self-awareness. Those things are transformative. However, it's important for us, and I'm going to use this particular episode as a reminder. It's very important for us to understand that although we may be aware of that, we ourselves, those of us who are working on authenticity, who are aware of the false reality we live in, that we are still programmed, we are still operating in probably many facets of our life. We're still operating in a sense of false self, of ego. And about the minute you think, about the second you think that you're not is usually when you are. Uh, the universe has a way of of humbling if, if we pay attention. And so... Uh, I wanna talk a little bit about that. I, I, I'm not gonna be long-winded, and, and you may hear me. I have a little bit, there's the cat. I have a little bit more of a whisper in my voice. Uh, we have a friend who kinda of got stuck in our little snowstorm last night. He's downstairs. Uh, uh, one of the uh, former uh, parishioners of, of Jody's, one of their children, great kid, good musician. Uh, but he was traveling last night and got stuck here with us, so I'm trying not to wake anybody up too early and so that's my whispered tone this morning so let's talk about this let's let's spend the next six, seven, eight minutes on this topic I, I think the great the great trap of spirituality is to believe that you are achieving something that somehow you are gaining or acquiring. Now I know we all, and I use the language of dualism like that all the time, right? The the language we have is based in the false reality we've constructed. So we have to talk about achieving or gaining or uncovering. I mean, there's all kinds of dualistic notions around these things. And because we're trapped in that sort of dualistic mode, um, what we tend to do is we tend to come across a spiritual truth. And we put all our eggs in that basket. Uh, The problem is, is that when we put all our eggs in the basket, our eggs are (laughs) are usually egocentric. Uh, that is to say, our wants our needs are still very much a part of the false reality that we live in, and we end up just reinforcing uh, who we think we are, not who we really are let me let me tell you uh, let me give you an example back in the early nineties i uh, I began my journey of recovery from drugs and alcohol and I'm so grateful for the beginning of that journey and I began that journey like many people do and I think rightfully so in the 12-step program because the 12 steps are just great models for birthing spirituality far more effective I think than religious dogma Uh, maybe I'll do a podcast on that someday But what I began to notice as I began to live into the program of of NA and AA is that uh, as I was having this sort of spiritual blossoming, there were other people there who may have had one, but kind of reverted back into their ego, and they were very negative and very hostile to anyone who was uh, seriously, speaking, or seriously searching for spirituality. Now, not always. It was just a handful of folk. It's always just a handful of folk. Uh, but it was enough for me to understand that, you know, this thing isn't going to take me all the way either. I did the same thing with religion. You know, when I found institutional religion, it seemed like home. And it probably was home for for a long time. However, I found the same thing. I found a lot of egocentric, bitter, controlling, uh, negative, even evil uh, sort of behavior. And I found that wasn't where I was gonna find it either. So I kept finding different baskets to put my eggs in. What I didn't realize is, uh, you know, there is no basket, there's no eggs. Uh, that what I thought were my, were my eggs, I'm going to use that metaphor, what I thought were the things that were important or the things I needed to do were just ego reinforcers. Uh, the baskets I kept putting them in were just institutions or conceptual apparatus that we humans construct. It wasn't until I had to say, okay, I'm done with it, done with it all, that I was able to have that moment of clarity. I'm not saying it's not useful, my friends. Twelve step programming saved my life. It was the best jump starter of a spiritual life I've you know. I I can't recommend enough uh what those steps do for you or the support of the good people do for you. And I feel the same way about religion. You know, I met lots of wonderful people in religion. Uh but ultimately I had to come to that place where I was like, uh, yeah, this isn't working. This isn't the resolution. Uh, because uh, the basket you put your eggs in, it's worried about self-preservation. The eggs you think you have to to protect or to share are, for the most part, egocentric behaviors. So I just i had to throw away the whole concept And say, you know, basically, and it really was a stripping of the ego. Uh, Basically, I'm done. I Whatever. You know, and here's the thing. If you're able to allow your ego to dissipate, what builds in behind it is you. Authentically you. And so, uh, I guess my point is, be careful uh, what basket you put your eggs in. Be careful of your eggs. (laughs) Uh, Just don't keep shopping your ego around for validation uh, or reinforcement of its own ideas or theories. You will be sorely disappointed. So, there you have it. I hope the metaphor works for you. Uh, I hope that you can find somebody somewhere who will at least share... Uh, your common interest in authentic spirituality. And of course, authentic spirituality is for me, and I'll leave you with this reminder, love, kindness, generosity, compassion, empathy, generosity of time and spirit, generosity of kindness, not because we want other people to see us do it, but because that's who we truly are. Take care, my friends. I thank you for your time, and I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.